Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So today's episode is a special one. Why? Because it is the night before my 40th birthday and I am choosing to spend my last day in my 30s with you all. <laughs> yes, your girl is turning the big four zero. What are all the sayings that are out there? 40 and fabulous, 40 and fine, uh, 40 and fierce, all of that stuff. Um, I want to say 40 and favored because this is the year of favor. Uh, it really has been a blessing, like overflow of blessings in my life this past year. Even though there have been situations that first appeared uh, as disappointing and just like devastating. Um, when I look back, and hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? When I look back, it's like, oh God, you knew. You knew exactly how this was going to play out and that is why you allowed this situation to happen. And it's so interesting because um, today as I was reflecting on you know, getting ready to start this new chapter in my life and reflecting on the fact that this was my, this is my last day in my 30s. I thought about the fact um, how at the beginning of this year, Anthony and I declared it to be our year of imagining ourselves walking in the promise. And the reason why that was so significant for me today is, is that this year, both Anthony and I turn 40 his birthday was july 30th so he celebrated his 40th birthday mine is tomorrow and at the well not even at the end of this month <laughs> because uh it's actually going to be on october 1st but we are celebrating our birthdays together being that you know he was up in pittsburgh for his 40th we didn't get to celebrate it with friends and i just felt like i didn't want to celebrate it by myself I wanted us both to be able to you know share that together um but just as like I said as I was thinking about that today I was thinking or, or reflecting on you know this being my last day in my 30s I reflected on what we declared this year to be like what the Lord spoke to us individually you know he talked to me about like Hannah this is your year to imagine like use your imagination I talked to you guys about this back in January you know in regards to going back to our childhood and how we used to dream you know big dreams and imagine and use our imagination and everything and God was speaking to Anthony about this being the year that we are walking in the promise walking in the things that he has been speaking to us about and as we both you know just kind of shared uh these reflections or revelations with each other and what God was speaking to us we realized that this was the year that we were to imagine ourselves walking in the promise and the reason why that was so significant to me today is is that for those who are familiar with the story um, um about the children of Israel how it took them 40 years in the wilderness before they walked into the promised land this is also significant to me because earlier this year, beginning of the summer, I was talking to one of my friends and I was um, just telling her about a situation that I was dealing with personally. And she was saying to me, she was like, Hannah, you know, aren't you turning 40 this year? And I said, yeah. And she was like, well, 
this situation is like your wilderness moment. And she was like, this is your opportunity to really shed that and, you know, step out of that so that you can walk into the promised land. And at the time I was like, oh, yeah, that's deep. Right. But I did it. It at the moment that I was talking to her about that, I wasn't thinking about what Anthony and I declared this year to be. It didn't hit me until today. I was like, yo, this is us. This is really our year to walk into the promise, to walk into the things that God has been talking to us about. Because this, I mean, at the time, even at the time of us declaring what this year was going to be I know I wasn't thinking about the fact that yo we both turning 40 this year like that thought didn't cross my mind but today as I was just reflecting on (laughs) the past 40 years and just the past year and what I have just been experiencing individually I was like yo that's really profound God like this is year 40 for both of us. You told us that we should imagine ourselves this year walking in the promise. When I look back over the past nine months and what we have experienced, it has been a year of fruitfulness, a year of, of favor, a year of promises just coming to fruition for us both and for our family. And so, and the year's not even over yet, you know, like, there's still the fourth quarter um, that's getting ready to take place starting next month. And it's like, oh, God, what are you about to allow to happen in this fourth quarter of the year? Because it's not over yet. There's still time for, you know, all of us to walk into that promise. And so I just want to take this time to reflect and share the reflection with you all what it means to me because this is this is 40 for me I can't speak for any other 40 year old out there or any other person who's turning 40 this year but for me this is a moment of freedom I it's like 40 and free I now I've had some friends who have already turned 40 tell me like this is where you really embrace yourself embrace who you are you really walk in the essence of who you are and for my longtime listeners you know that I have been talking about just embracing here and embracing me and really just you know identifying with who God has created me to be and I really want to say that this has been a year like when I say just reflecting on chapter 39 This past year, especially this year in particular, 2022, it has really been a year for me to truly embrace who God has created Hannah to be. And I've really been dealing with shedding people pleasing or, you know, being so concerned about what others think of me. Now, I ain't going to sit here and (laughs) and lie and say oh I got it all figured out I I don't care about what none of y'all say I'm not completely there yet however comma (laughs) I have gotten to the place now where I feel freer I feel like I am truly 
embracing here, embracing the present. And I have to say that getting back into therapy has been very helpful and very beneficial to me because one of the things that my therapist has been talking to me about and that I have found very helpful is the different techniques um, or exercises that she makes me do to help me stay in the present. She is like, the past is completed. Why continue to worry about that or think about that? Like you have no control over changing what was. What has happened has happened. You can't change it. The only thing that you have control over is right now. She even talks about the future. You can't, you know, you have no control over what's going to happen in the future. And the thing is, is that this is so biblical. It There's such biblical principles to that, right? Because even the Bible tells us that we shouldn't worry about tomorrow. Let tomorrow worry about itself. Matter of fact, there's a scripture that tells us that like, what what is worrying going to do this is me paraphrasing and i would have to go and look because i can't even think of what the scripture is off the top of my head but paraphrasing it it says how you know is worrying going to add any extra time to your life like does it add any more days any more years to your life to worry so why worry about tomorrow let tomorrow worry about itself like tomorrow will come with its own troubles Yes, that's not to say that you shouldn't plan. That's not to say that you shouldn't, you know, uh, prepare for the future. But at the same time, you can't just be so controlling about the future, so set in your plans that you're not willing to to bend and be flexible when things change. And I have really been learning how to go with the flow of things, how really to rest Now, you guys have heard me say this before, and this won't be the last time you hear me say it. I am made like Martha, okay? Uh, Martha and me, we are homegirls. But I recently have been doing a devotion called um, Being being More Like Mary in a Martha World. And see, the interesting thing is is that uh, whether people are familiar with the story or not, and for those who may not be, Martha and Mary are sisters, right? And this is the story of the two sisters who invited Jesus over to the house. Uh, You know, Jesus was there. He was sitting, like, in the living room talking or whatever. And Mary was sitting down at his feet listening to his stories. Martha was in the kitchen trying to get all the food together for all the people. And especially because, you know, Jesus was there. It's like, she's like, I got to do all the stuff. And Martha got so overwhelmed with what she was doing she goes out into the living room. She was like, yo, Jesus, can you tell my sister to come and help me? Like, she's sitting out here laughing and kikiing it up with you while I'm over here, you know, working over a hot stove, cleaning up the dishes, trying to set the table. I need her help. And Jesus was like, nah, Martha, I ain't finna do that because what she's doing is beneficial because she's sitting here chilling with me. And I, when I say that I relate so much to this story, I relate so much to this story because 
that Martha is me. I am Martha. Like whenever we have hosted an event at our house, I am the one who is up and down making sure that, you know, the food is set, you know, making sure everybody is good. Like I'm up, I'm not sitting. Like I have this friend who always picks at me. He's like a big brother. And he's just like, Hannah, why don't you sit down? He's like, why don't you sit down somewhere? You know, you know, you always move, you always up and about. And it's just like, well, yeah, because I'm trying to make sure that everybody's good. But the thing is, is that as hosts, is and, you know, maybe this is a woman thing. I, I don't know. But as the host, you feel like, no, you can't sit down to everybody else is set. Like, it's just like when you, well, for me, when I'm dishing out, you know, dinner or whatever, like, or even when I'm hosting a party, I'm the last one to eat because I want to make sure that everybody else got their food first before I sit down and eat. Like, what kind of host am I to be over here with my own plate and I ain't making sure that everybody else got their food? Like, it's okay if I don't even have food to eat. Majority of the time, especially because I'm vegan, you know, I I will even order stuff that I can't eat just to make sure that everybody else can eat. I'm just like, oh, I could snack on some chips. Like, what? But that's what Martha's do. Martha's make sure that everybody else is taken care of and Martha's not trying to sit down and rest for herself. But I feel like this year, God was like, oh, Martha, 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 you are struggling so much to find rest. I'm going to sit you down. Now, it's it's interesting when I say that because I recently, well, when I say recently, this was probably a couple of months ago, and I think it was maybe Kevin on stage who posted it but or or somebody on Instagram can't remember but anyways there was this post that I saw on Instagram about how Christian folks are always quick when they lose their job that they say oh that that was the Lord and you know they were laughing about it but in my situation it's just like I really do think (laughs) like I don't believe this was no coincidence and it wasn't like I wasn't doing my job um it was now I'm not gonna say that everything was cool beans this this termination was out of the blue it was like whoa hold up really what is going on here it was one of those situations but at the same time when I have spent time thinking on it it was like yo Hannah this was really the best decision it was the best decision for the company it was the best decision for you you didn't like it because obviously nobody wants to get fired from their job nobody wants to be let go like it doesn't feel good to say that but at the same time when you think about it this was necessary it was necessary to happen and I feel a lot of the times that we have an issue with things that don't appear good or don't appear like is necessary or that is needed in our life and this is why we struggle with saying well is this really God's will is it was it God's will for you to lose your job like that's a bad thing we, what we have to understand <laughs> is is that his ways are not our ways his thoughts are not our thoughts he will take the foolish things to you know confuse or I want to say confused because God is not the author of, of confusion but he will take the foolish things because the the wise won't understand it as much knowledge and wisdom that you think that you have God is like this simple thing that I use because I can make this work in a way that your thoughts cannot comprehend you think is wrong and you think it's not me But you forget that I am an infinite God with infinite wisdom 
And I don't use what makes sense to you or what seems logical or reasonable to you because if I did those things, then you would not realize that this was me. And I, and I think that that's, that's so baffling to us sometimes that the fact that we spend so much time saying like, is this God's will because it's not our will? And ooh, that is the real issue. The real issue is, is that it, it can't be God. This is what we say to ourselves. It can't be God because God is this merciful, compassionate, you know, wonderful God. Like how could he allow me to lose my job? How could he allow for this person to pass? How can he, and my thing is, is that when it comes to grief, grief is all about the loss of something that we held as dear. The fact that we mourn it, the fact that it affects us, that it's no longer here, it means that we cared about it. And when that thing is gone, it's just like, now there's this void and it's like well god there's this sadness there's this void that's here why why would such a merciful god allow me to go through such sorrow why would he allow me to go through this pain this hurts like god but see that's the thing nowhere in the bible did it say that things were going to be easy and (laughs) that there would be no in fact the bible says that you know when when not if but when trials and tribulations come it 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 told us that you know our faith that that we should count it all joy when trials and tribulations come because we know that it's going to produce endurance we know that it's going to strengthen our faith we know that it's for a purpose you we i will never learn how to truly rely on God unless I go through some things we've all for the most part I should say have heard there is no testimony without a test you have to first go through a test to be able to give a testimony about the goodness and the mercies of God you you don't have a message unless you've been through a mess you know you 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 won't be able to have a ministry until you've gone through some type of misery like hello you're gonna have to go through some things and overcome them get through it conquer it in order to share the good news to share what God has done in your life and I say this because you know for me this year it it started off great it really did and then by the beginning of the second quarter it shifted and I was like oh what is this shift for but the thing about it was at least I recognized I was like oh god you got to be up to something because I remember after having that virtual meeting (laughs) with my then director I was upset I was disappointed I felt betrayed I I felt rejected. I felt all the feels. But when I walked out of my home office, I remember turning to Anthony and I said to him, I said, God's got to be up to something because I just lost my job. And I had enough sense to recognize that and to realize that. And I know that I have shared this piece of the story with you guys on multiple episodes. 
But the reason why this was so significant for me was because I realized over this summer how God was really moving and how God was trying to show me, Hannah, this is why for so long in every, you know, revelation that I've been talking to you about, I have been telling you about embracing your identity in me and who you are. Every message that God has given me has been at the core of it has always been about recognizing who you are in him, embracing him, not being afraid to step out on the things that you know God is speaking to you about because there are people who are waiting on you to step out. There are people who are waiting to hear what you have to say because there are people that you have been assigned to. Stop waiting. Stop being afraid. Like you were created to be you. Like there is nobody else like you. There could be somebody else out there that has your very same name. But the version of who you are is only one. And you have to share the story. You have to be willing to go out. And so this this time, this these last two quarters, for the second and third quarter, it has really been about Hannah, really embrace here. Be comfortable with here. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. My struggle, just to be quite honest, to be humble, open, and transparent, my struggle has always been about how others view me. But I have to also realize that it's really how I view myself because I create these scenarios or these stories these false narratives in my head and I'm projecting and I'm over here analyzing this is how somebody is going to view me and they might not even be thinking that way because again I have no control over how people perceive me I have no control over how people think I have no control over their thoughts or their actions I only have control over me and it is exhausting trying to be who I think other people are wanting me to show up as it's like but that ain't authentically you who is Hannah Naomi Jenkins who is she do you know who she is do you like her are you happy with where she is right now on this day are you happy with her is God happy with her because that's really the only person that you really need to be focused on whether or not they accept you and they're happy with who you are because people are wish-washy. I mean, just like how they were shouting Hosanna, Hosanna to Jesus and then the very next day, you know, it was crucify him. So if they flip-flopped on Jesus, what makes you think that they ain't gonna flip-flop on you? Look at how we got cancel culture. One moment we over here praising somebody, but as soon as they say something that's offensive, as soon as they say something we don't agree with, we quick to cancel them. We quick to say stuff. And it's just like, you're so concerned about what these wishwashy don't really know what they want. Society, what they say versus just being who God has called you to be instead of just looking to him and I'm saying you 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 but I'm really talking to me because this is where my reflection has been on this good day 
for this last day of my 30s. I've been reflecting on these things. I've been reflecting on the fact like, yo, Hannah, you about to be 40, girl. Tomorrow is your birthday. You about to be 40. It is time to come out of the wilderness. It is time to stop circling these dry grounds over and over and over again. It's time to shed these unsolicited opinions. It's time to shed all of these unsolicited standards that don't even really line up with the word of God. Because what the world considers success is not what God considers success. So what if you are now at home? Like, girl, think about it. What have you been praying for? And a friend had to remind me of this the other day. They were like, Hannah, I remember a long time ago, you always said that you just wish you had more time with your kids, you know, because you were working and you, you know, you and I went through mommy guilt, y'all. Like it took me a very long time to to just go out with my girlfriends and not feel guilty about just taking time for me. Because I was like, I work, you know, outside of the home. Before COVID happened, there was no such thing as working remotely for me. I worked outside of the home, you know, full time. And every job that I've had, it has always been at least a 40-minute drive from my house to my job. So you're looking at, and, and, and that depended on traffic. So anywhere, I could be spending about two hours just in the car going to and from work. And so when you add that up to especially working a job that's like an eight to five, a nine to six type of thing, like you really only have a couple of hours in the evening. And so like all I really had was the weekends. And I really felt like I wasn't spending that much time with my children. Like I've shared the story with you guys for my longtime listeners about how at our old house, I realized like I spent so much time work, you know, focusing on the mess and trying to clean up the mess and, you know, keep the house clean and all the other stuff that I missed out on making all the memories. That was 10 years worth. 10 years worth of of memories. I've shared with you guys how, you know, Anthony used to vlog all the time. And if you look at any of our old vlogs, you barely see me in them. And when you do see me, I always had the stank face. Oh, my gosh. Whenever I watch the videos, y'all, it makes me cringe. It makes me cringe because I'm just like, girl, you just don't realize how you were missing out on just having fun with your family. Because you were so focused on being Martha. Like, you did not spend any time being Mary. And you just didn't know. You didn't realize it. And even with this this situation, one of the things, one of the revelations, because I got so many. But one of the revelations that I received over these past few months of not working was my job took priority over my family like even with this last job because I had just started it I hadn't been there that long I didn't I wanted to do everything that they were asking me to do even though it was causing like not confusion but it was causing like disruption in my house because you know my working hours were supposed to be from nine to six however Because it was an 
online institution and we had students who were from all over. I had some students who were in Pacific Standard Time. I'm in Eastern Standard Time. So for them, when they were available to talk, I'm not getting off of work until like nine o'clock at night. And it's not a big deal, right? Because I'm working from home. But then Anthony's like, all right, cool. I get it. You had to work late. So that means that you're going to start later tomorrow, right? Like where are you flexing your time? Because you missing out on your family. Like, even my son, because he's virtual, AJ would come to me. He's like, Mommy, we're home together, but we don't really spend time together because you're always working. Like, I didn't realize how much it was affecting my family life. Like, even though Anthony was holding me accountable and saying stuff, I really wasn't, like, receiving what he was saying. I was just like, dude, like, this is my job. What are you talking about? Why does this have to be a problem? I don't get it. But it wasn't until I didn't have it anymore, until it was no longer a distraction, until it was no longer blinding me, that I saw for myself how I spent so much time focused on my job and not really focusing on my family and being there and being present with them. And I've been able to do that. And I'm not going to say that it's been easy. It hasn't because there's still times where I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, like... It's difficult sometimes because you find yourself complaining about things. But this is why the Bible tells you to not murmur and complain. Because honestly, if you take a step back and you reflect on your situation, I'm like, like, for example, today, uh, AJ had an assignment to do. And technically, I am his learning guide. Now, for the past couple of months, because he was still in Pittsburgh with his father, his father was the primary learning guide. But now roles has flipped. Anthony's back at work. I am home. It's me. And so I had left AJ to go and do an assignment by himself. And Anthony was talking to me. He was like, you know, Hannah, when I was working with AJ, I actually sat there and went through the lesson with him. Like, technically, that is what a learning guide is supposed to do. You don't just leave him to do the lesson by himself. Do it with him. And I heard what he said, but I'm not even going to lie. Like, there was a moment of contention, not necessarily with him, but it was that contention of, oh, you know, Well, it wasn't even contention. When he was first talking to me about it, I got defensive because he asked me, he was like, so what are you doing today? And I immediately got a little defensive because I'm like, oh, here's big brother watching me. Now you want to, you know, a step by step or a day hour by hour moment of what my day looks like, like because I'm at home. Like, what else are you doing? And I was honest with him about it. I said, you know, hey, I'm sorry if I'm coming off a little defensively. I'm letting you know that, yes, I am, because this is how I feel. And he was like, well, you didn't come off that way, Um, you know, but I appreciate you being honest with me and telling me how you felt. But when I got off the phone with him, I started reflecting on how I responded. And I had to take a moment and say to myself, well, Hannah, technically, you are home, right? (laughs) You're Yes, your day is filled with stuff. You can fill your day, Martha, with a lot of things like the washing of the clothes and the cleaning of the house and all that. You could fill your day with a whole bunch of stuff, stuff that needs to get done, stuff that is important, right? But at the same time, your son is also important. And you want to make sure that your son is not just, you know, um, what's the word, Uh, just memorizing stuff 
to regurgitate it or to just be able to respond to a quiz, but you want to make sure that he is actually retaining information. And you can actually take this time to walk through this stuff with him, something that you weren't able to do when they were younger, but even though they're older now, you still have an opportunity to really influence him in his learning and with school. You're not his teacher, but you could at least make it fun, especially since he's at home with you by himself and not at school with his friends learning. And so I had to take that moment to say, yo, God, like this is a blessing. It is a blessing that in this moment, I don't have a job that's pulling me away from my son where I got to go be in a meeting with my director or be in a, a student appointment. But like I can seriously sit here and work with him to make sure that he understands the lesson so he could get a good grade. And so it was like, yeah, at first that that little uh, contentious spirit tried to like get into my mind in regards to like oh big brother's watching you he wants to know what you're doing like to cause me to totally not be receptive or teachable in that moment or just to receive what was being said and so anyways I just want to say that it this this past year this past summer has really been good for me because it has allowed me to really see how God has been just so awesome and amazing in my life and how he's really been trying to get me to see like Hannah this this is what you were created for it's not to say that I don't have other things for you because you know that there's things that I have for you to do you can feel it I've talked to you about it but this is your first ministry this is your first assignment to be a mother to 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 be a wife like that is a, and the fact that I have also blessed your family for you to be able to be in that position and not have to worry about finances. That's just it's amazing. And it's so funny how like when when me because I can't speak for anybody else, but when I'm so focused on what I lost or what I thought I no longer had and in the last episode I talked to you guys about mourning what was and if you haven't heard that episode go back to it and listen to it but like seriously hear, hear me out like when I stopped focusing on how I thought things were going to be when I stopped focusing on what I thought I lost when I stopped focusing on what I thought I was missing out on and I actually focused on what I have, who's in my life, and who is here in the present moment with me, I realized how blessed I am. I realized how God has been so faithful, how God has just really been, <laughs> has shown me flavor, and has been a provider, and has been a sustainer, and has just been everything that I needed him to be I can't help but be grateful so I'm grateful for <laughs> what has been for what is now and for what is to come like hello 40 <laughs> because if my ladder is greater than the former <laughs> and the former yes it has had its valley moments but there has been many mountain tops so if my ladder is even greater 
I look forward to it. And I know that it's not going to be all, you know, peaches and cream. There's going to be moments because I am going to be ever evolving. There's going to be more lessons to be learned. But I welcome them. I embrace them. I know all of them won't be easy, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the past 40, 39 years. And I look forward to chapter 40. And I look forward to continuing to evolve and taking y'all along for the journey. Because this is me. (laughs) This is me and this is what I'm learning. And it has truly been a blessing. So, yes, I am made like Martha. But day by day, I am learning how to be more like Mary and to just sit at his feet and rest and allow him to pour back into me so that I can continue to do what he has called me to do. So I hope y'all got something out of the podcast today, out of today's episode. It is always my prayer that you do. Oh, and also correction, I told y'all last week that um, September 30th, Hannah's World will be celebrating two years. It's actually three, hey! So Hannah's World is also celebrating a birthday. So three years, September 30th, woo, woo, woo! Thank you to all of my listeners who have been here with me for the past three years. I appreciate y'all. Please continue to send in your listener letters um, to hannahsworld00 at gmail.com. You guys can connect with me on hannahsworld00 on Instagram. Uh, But until next time, peace out, world.